It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. the throw down toward the goal line going up ball tipped in the air touchdown Jordan Westerkamp Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest oh baby far side back to throw is Martinez now being chased throws it out a flat Burkhead makes a catch sits a tackle 25 20 15 10 5 Rex Burkhead touchdown Nebraska What's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining us here on Church of the Quorum. This was supposed to be live, but because I can't figure out this fucking thing, we're just doing a recording. So you are joined by myself and Drake. Drake, how are you, my friend? I am doing well, buddy. Uh, I'm a little annoyed, as we were talking before we got on. I somehow mysteriously misplaced my AirPods, so that's fucking awesome. How are you doing? Um, As I said, I couldn't figure out... uh, Streamyard, so i've gotten my ass kicked by not only that but also a ring doorbell today so um mm. it's been one of those fucking uh days I, I need the ring doorbell story i do uh you know honestly it's it's i can't find this transformer for the ring doorbell in this fucking house anywhere um so i spent about an hour looking for it today still don't know where it is so um yeah. was your ring doorbell installed by the builder no no we were trying to install it oh okay yeah so i did the pull i pulled the back plate off and everything looked in there there's no transformer there checked down by all the mech equipment no no uh, transformer down there so uh mm-hmm. i'm just going to say fuck it and get a uh, battery powered one and call it a day yeah i was gonna say well you should be able to splice it in I would think I, I should preface this with I'm not an electrician, but you should be able to splice it in with the the power for the uh, for the doorbell. Yeah, I almost did. You got your black on black, you got your green on green, and you got your white on white. Problem is, there's no black cord to sync up with, so you got your white mm-hmm. on white and your green on green. But no, uh, yeah, so that's kind of a pain in the dick. But uh, what are you gonna do? It uh, it is what it is, and that's why they make electricians or I will figure I was it out. Say, you're going to hire an electrician. One. Or I'll just buy a battery-powered uh, one and call it a day. Uh, Clint, if you are listening to this tomorrow morning, um, we need an electrician. So, 
well, uh, after after all that fun shit, uh, I, I got a question for you before we get into Nebraska talk or anything else we're going to talk about tonight. Let's uh, can you can you ice skate? Can I ice skate? Yeah, yeah. I played hockey growing up. Fuck. All right. Well, I was just wondering about that. I can't ice skate, so it was just a random question I was just thinking about. But you're like six foot six, so I didn't know if you could ice it's, skate. Um, it's funny because like I I rollerbladed too, like around the neighborhood growing up. Like we played roller hockey and stuff. Um, and you would think that it is the exact same method when you get on the ice and it is not so um there's a lot of people that that you know do that stuff and they struggle to ice skate i will tell you the i haven't been ice skating probably for eight to nine years and rental skates are the worst because generally rental skates are like figure skates so they got like a little um i don't know what you want to call it's not really a nub but it's it's so they could catch and do the pirouettes and shit. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get when you try to get going as a former hockey player, uh, sometimes occasionally you will eat shit and you will eat shit hard. You know, as someone who has never played hockey a day in their life, and uh, you know, I haven't been on fucking ice skates since I was probably, I don't know, maybe eighteen. It's been 15 years since I've been on ice skates. So I don't really know what brought this up other than I thought about it the other day. And <laughs> I just kind of remember eating shit on the ice. And yeah, I mean, it, it hurt. It hurt my ass, but also hurt my pride. And that's it, I it's not fun. No, it's, it's well, never fun. You know what? We'll do a we'll do a Church of the Corn ice ice rink day out at uh, out at uh, Tranquility. Yeah. And I'll teach you. As, thanks, Drake. Can I have the little uh, the the uh, what is no, it? The... No, come on. No, you me... cannot have the you cannot have the old person walker for ice. That's fair. That's fair. If you would have given me that, I I would have been really disappointed in you. <laughs> but that that was my kind of random question. I guess should we talk Nebraska football now? Because I guess yeah, there's a lot of big uh, a lot of big things happening this week. Supposedly, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Which part? Supposedly, or big that, things happening? Yeah, I mean, if we keep saying good things. They don't happen. Oh, that's true. Well, uh, let's leave all the nice things out of it and just bring the facts. Apparently, Nebraska has a highly touted transfer quarterback coming in on Monday, Kyle McCord, and a highly touted receiver in the transfer portal in Julian Fleming on Tuesday coming in. Yes. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting week for, for recruiting. Uh, yes. huge, huge, because that's most likely if you can lock him in your starter for next season. Wouldn't you agree? I don't oh, think yeah, that's too sure. big of a stretch for for both of them too. Absolutely. I think, I think you're also seeing, um, while we're talking about recruiting, I think you know we need to address uh, JD Crisp's decommitment too. I think part of that is you know, A, what they're going to try and get out of the portal. I actually believe, based off the lack of current scholarship players hitting the portal for Nebraska, I think you're going to see some of these commitments in the class decommit um, because their scholarship may not necessarily be there. Or 
if they do end up taking everybody that's in the class today, there some of the guys that are on scholarship now are going to lose scholarships, which, you know, depending on what kind of NIL packages we're getting, it, it is a moot point. I know we talked about it and we're like, hey, we're not really big into that. But for some of these guys, they're going to have to make that decision. Yeah, I, I was uh, shocked that more guys have not entered the portal from Nebraska. I mean, previous years we've seen, I don't want to say a rush of guys, but we've seen a lot more guys enter the portal. You've got three this year, and I think all three of them were guys that, outside of Lynham, Lynham's seen some time in every game, I believe. But I don't believe uh, you're having any guys that are a gigantic loss so far in the transfer portal. Um I feel like that kind of speaks to what what rules got going on down there that that kind of to me it says that they're mining the roster a little bit better but also I I do think that you're going to see a little bit more attrition maybe after spring than before before winter. Yeah, I need to know I I I think you're still going to see more guys the next couple of weeks. Not not a mass exodus. I need to do a better job of knowing the portal dates because the current portal date right now is only 30 days. Um, the one in the spring usually is a little bit longer, but I don't think it is. I think you have to be enrolled by January 19th, if I'm not mistaken, to take part in spring ball. Yeah, like, yeah, but you only oh, how long enter, it's open. You can only enter the portal for 30 days. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, uh, it's and you you see this with some guys too, where like and it's not the case for everybody, but some of these guys in the portal will still play in their bowl game. Some of them won't, you know, commit to a new university till the summer after their spring ball anyways. Just because once you're in the portal, you're in, mm -hmm. unless you withdraw your name. Um, you don't, you can enter the portal and not necessarily commit until, you know, when you have to be enrolled for the next season. Yeah, it's the the portal. It's 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 kind of fun. Um, it, it's wild to watch, especially some of the names that have jumped in the portal. I was shocked so many guys from Ohio State jumped in just because there were some names that you actually recognized on there jumping into the portal. Um, and, uh, you know, a few guys from uh, or Patrick Payton from Florida State jumped in temporarily, pulled mm -hmm. his name out. Um, I, I'm surprised. Uh, Uman Mielin's brother is still in the portal from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, and I forget where their other brother is. There's Prince, there's Prince Well and Princely. I um, thought he was like TCU or he's somewhere in Texas. Maybe yeah, Tarleton State was uh, was possibly it. TCU sounds right. Because um, yeah, I thought they were all I thought they were all FBS players, not FCS. Yeah, but I mean, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's let's talk about Kyle McCord. Um, fuck yeah, let's talk about Kyle McCord. You and I were texting about it a little bit, right? Um, I was telling you about my undying love for Kyle McCord. Yeah, I, I, I a lot of people know my stance on this. Uh, I've I've made it pretty clear. I'm not anti Kyle McCord by any means. I I would love that pickup. I'd be I also don't think he's a savior it. of the program either for yes. for what he is. I'd I'd be ecstatic about that. But I I do have I I have several problems with this if they ultimately end up signing him. Uh, doesn't mean I, I don't love the signing, but I do have several, you know, in my eyes, glaring problems. I actually have some pretty glaring reviews about how they went about this 
transfer portal for quarterbacks, and and we can get into that at a later date. Doesn't have to be tonight, but here are here's here's where I stand on Kyle McCord. Um, great player would instantly make us better, but I, I, again, I've made this abundantly clear. I think our bet our subpar quarterback play throughout the year was a combination of a lot of things, not necessarily to the fault of the quarterback. Everybody around them equally, if not more inexperienced than them at the skill position. Correct. Yeah. I'd say it's fair. Your and, entire and wide receiver room was freshman and your running back room. Running back room was yeah. Emmett, Emmett and uh, Quinn Ives for the most yeah. part. You never seen yeah. Ives, but yeah, it, yeah. Was, it, was, it was Emmett doing the majority of caring. Um, it, it, I, I feel if we're gonna, you know, you've said it numerous times, it's kind of a fuck it year for Satterfield. I don't understand how we give him a pass on this year <clears throat> and then such scathing reviews of all three of the quarterbacks, especially when you and I have talked about all three of the quarterbacks continually make the same mistakes. I'm not saying that we shouldn't upgrade the room. I think you should always upgrade every room if you can go get better players. But my biggest problem with going and getting Kyle McCord is simply this little tangent I'm going to go on. He's a one-year guy. You have said numerous times as a staff, you're not going to sacrifice the success of 25 for early success in 23 and 24, which you didn't do this year. You didn't sacrifice success at the hands of a quarterback. That's the first part of it. Can I argue that real quick? Yeah. So could I argue that with Kalen coming in, is your 24 quarterback red shirting the upcoming season McCord being your starting guy. Couldn't it set you up for future by Kalen being on the roster, learning from a guy like McCord granted saying he saying he lands here and from a guy who has seen success at a program like Ohio state, couldn't some of the positive traits of McCord rub off onto Kalen? Yeah, Kinda absolutely. Argument. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to, I'm getting into that too. That's part of my next. Part. Okay. Sorry. I just, no, 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 you're right. I, I love that argument, and I, I think there's an argument to be made there. But I would also argue, minus a couple of quarterbacks, historically, one-year transfers typically don't pan out that well. Joe Burrow's Heisman year, year two. Michael Penix's best year, year two at Washington. Jaden Daniels, second, second year as well at uh, LSU, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Second year at LSU. Um, yeah, sure. You have your Jalen Hurts, who was plug and play at Oklahoma. Um, but we we are still going to be very inexperienced at wide receiver this upcoming year. And, and an experienced quarterback probably helps that. But my biggest problem beyond Kyle McCord, it, it, w- it wouldn't have mattered if it was Kyle McCord or Will Howard or Cam Ward or Tyler Van Dyke, any of these one-year guys. If you don't think that your starting 2025 quarterback is in your room right now, then I would have liked to have gone and got a two-year guy because the, that wide receiver room growing with the guy that's going to lead them in 25 is probably more beneficial for 25 when you are going to be an upperclassman-heavy team. Yeah, that makes sense if you're going for a long play, going with a guy who almost 
almost more like a Levitt where you, you'd have a little bit more time with him, mm-hmm. which I still don't believe they offered him from last I checked. I know they were still kind of floating around or kind of playing with whatever no, was out there. No official offer yet. Um, I know the original plan was to take two in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, an upperclassman guy that either had two or one year of eligibility and then a young guy with three or four years of eligibility. Which makes sense. Make your room a lot deeper and build that depth. I'm hearing that they might only take one now um, because I think they think they can go get a lot more difference makers. Um, I feel like there's a ton of guys out there at the skill positions and um, not so much your offensive line because I don't think you really need to do much with that offensive line. I think the bodies are there. You have to develop them, which is what's going to need to be done there. I would still really like to get a left tackle. I'm interested in what Gatula can do as a red shirt, and I'm interested to see. I I just don't think there's going to be a – outside of the one from uh, Texas A&M, I don't know if there's a true staunch left tackle out there or if there will be one this year there was last year. So – but if they could get him, fucking pay him whatever he wants. The the kid from Texas A&M. Absolutely. absolutely. I think and, he was a 12 that, game starter. Yeah, and fresh yes, call That And that's where I'm at. Like, we know Kyle McCord is going to command at least a million dollars out of NIL. Uh, 1890 has been pretty hush-hush about how much money they have. Again, I think we are, I think we're a hell of a lot farther away from competing for a conference title than just a quarterback. Oh, absolutely. And that that's the ultimate goal, right? Like compete for conference titles. Is that is that not the ultimate goal that we're building towards? I mean, at the end of the day, Nebraska wants to be known as a conference championship caliber team because national championship comes with a conference championship. I feel like you got to get to a bowl first, which obviously you that you're 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 implying that, but yeah. I I I feel like though a guy like McCord sets the trajectory up of your team uh, of what what the what the possibilities could be next season with an, an elite defense and a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over 20 times throughout the season i mean if yeah, he can just sure. repeat similar if, if he could go 2500 yards passing 15 tutties and say seven interceptions is is that for me that that's worth every penny honestly i know it sounds very pedestrian no, no, you're you're not wrong. Like I It sucks to I'm say not, that out loud though. <laughs> no, and I'm and I'm not trying to like argue against Kyle McCord. I, I think I'm more so just trying to paint the picture of guess what? If we don't get another guy in the portal that has a little bit of experience behind McCord, like Danny Kalen, whether or yeah. not we believe it, it's still a project. A lot oh, like- absolutely a lot like Heinrich Harburg was coming in too. And he was just left to rot on the shelves. So like I, I, whether it's Harburg or Purdy, if you're not competing for a conference title next year, I would have rather us focused on a QB coach to develop those guys. Cause chances are, they're going to be the guys running the show after McCord. Right. Yep. That's you're uh, not as always, of right now. You're not always going to have an upgrade in the portal. And right where we stand today, if we land Kyle McCord, Will Howard, Cam Ward, it doesn't matter. Any of those guys, any of those one year guys, if it could have been Blake Shapin, right? It could have been any of those guys. I think if you land one of those guys and nobody else behind them, 
there's a good chance one of the other two leave. So then you're you're you know still getting better, but you're losing depth and depth with any experience. You are very quickly setting yourself up to have to go to be reliant on the portal the following year, which then puts us at four transfer quarterbacks in four years. I can't think of a lot of teams that have built success off of that. Yeah, you can think of the oddball. I mean, not oddball, but kind of the ones. I mean, Lane Kiffin down at Ole Miss would be one where he's seen success with the transfer quarterback, but now once Dart's been there, he's been there for multiple years. Yeah. It's usually, like you said, it's not a turnkey operation outside of what USC and Caleb Williams when they got Lincoln Riley. But even then, that wasn't a terrible team. Right. Um, they were a couple pieces away. And I I would argue that's not the same conversation because Caleb Williams went with Lincoln Riley, right? Like, yeah, they, were running the, they were running the same thing. Yeah, it was literally ball. just, hey, you just changed the jersey at that point. So, yeah, a little bit tougher there. It's. Yeah, ideally, I, I would still like to see them get a couple guys in the portal. But I wonder if, kind of like what you were saying earlier, building up the team around the quarterback position to essentially kind of get a guy to plug in in that 25 season going forward. I know it's going to be tough, but I, 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 outside of a transfer portal guy, you don't, you're not going to have another immediate impact guy after McCord stepping no. in because I'm honestly not sure that um Kalen would be ready in 25 depending on what kind of quarterback coaching is going on down in Lincoln you know it's it, well, it's always know, tough to have a redshirt freshman step right in now. oh absolutely I mean we've had conversations that's it's the hardest thing is it's such a finicky position and obviously you can still bring in a quarterback coach at this point which I mean I, I think that's probably the best case scenario wouldn't you say is just bringing in a quarterback coach letting Satterfield strictly be an OC Maybe OC tight end. I mean, Matt yeah. Rule said in his end of the year presser that that was the original plan. Um, and he's been pretty straightforward about the plan, honestly. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's been I, or anything. I haven't done this exercise with the Pac 12, which I think should be the case considering, um, you know, they the Pac 12 had the best quarterback conference this year by far. Caleb Williams, Shadur Sanders. Bo Nix, Michael Phoenix, Cam Ward, like absolute studs. And the kid at Arizona was good too. Like I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think there's another conference that has as many first round draft picks at quarterback as the Pac-12 does right now. Um, but what I will say is, um, I did this exercise about halfway through the season um, with the ACC because Miami's quarterback coach or offensive coordinator, I forget which one. One of them left, and the article was talking about how, you know, the majority of college football, your OC is also your QB coach. Mm -hmm. The ACC at that time was an anomaly in the fact that I want to say, how many teams are in the ACC? 12, 14? I, I believe 12, but I could. No, I think it's seven. I think it's 14. It was like nine out of 12 or 11 out of 14, something ridiculous like that had dedicated QB coaches versus OC QB coaches. Um, and I would have argued for the ACC, for the most part, has been the best quarterback conference for the last few years. Yeah, North Carolina's been killing it. Uh, Florida State's gotten better. Miami's I mean, quarterback play hasn't been bad. Um, no, Tyler Van Dyke, I mean, 
thought been Dyke, Van Dyke's been hit and miss, but yeah, for the most part, ACC has had some pretty good. Riley Leonard play. at Duke. Yep, and I mean he played his way into a scholarship at Notre Dame. So yeah, so um, I th- I think that appears in my eyes because um, obviously USC had a quarterback coach this year. His name was Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I think that's the way college football is going to start going. And I would love for Nebraska to get out in front of it moving forward. Yeah, that, that they've just had such a, uh, it seems like, mental block on that position, on being able to develop one since, what, probably Tommy Armstrong was probably the last quarterback that you felt really good about the results you've seen on the field. I mean, he's the last quarterback yeah. to consistently win. Yeah, but I would argue that he wasn't ever really developed because he played for three different offensive coordinators. That's true, and I mean, he had a pretty deep ball, but everything else was was underdeveloped. Body. Yeah, Body. yeah. Um, I mean, and, and that that's my that's my probably Joe Gans if you went all the way back. Yeah, I, I would I would say that. I mean, Taylor Martinez, you started to see get better, but also couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't stay healthy, unfortunately. Um, and I would argue Adrian Martinez and, you know, you didn't get a a huge sample size from Casey Thompson, but I would argue that each one of the quarterbacks that played this year, the longer they started, the worse they got. I, I would, I would say there was major regression this year at the quarterback position for all of them. I mean, I go back, if you go back and watch, Chubba Purdy, and I, I think his is the most obvious because it's a two-week thing. Mm-hmm. Jeff Sims, you look at him from Georgia Tech to here, significantly worse. But if you look at Chubba Purdy from Wisconsin to Iowa, he was afraid. He like he had happy feet in the pocket against Iowa, and that that was just he he worked with Satterfield for two weeks. And Satter, Satterfield has a job for a reason. Like I'm not here to say. Satterfield can't coach football. But when your head coach comes out at the end of the year and says, hey, our plan was not for him to coach quarterbacks, that tells me a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, I, and I thought that's what he was originally brought on was as the uh, OC tight end coach, which I think that's what was communicated. And then something kind of happened last minute where moved to the the uh, quarterback room instead of the tight end room and, you know, everything else that happened from there. Yeah. For sure. So I got a question. So question for you on the quarterback room. Who do you think had the highest completion percentage out of the three quarterbacks Nebraska played this year? I'd probably say Jeff Sims off the top of my head. Funniest thing is you are right. He had a 59.6% completion or completion percentage followed by Chubba, 54.4. He also has the highest interception rate, though. He was throwing interceptions at like 13%. Oh yeah, it, it, it's insane. Um, like <laughs> Harburg was forty nine point nine. I would love to have Kyle McCord's uh, completion percentage, which is sixty five point eight. Um, that would that would just be fabulous to have. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, that's a that's a damn near ten percentage. I or, think we're also like, yes, cor- I, again, quarterback better quarterback play gets us to a bowl game this year, one hundred percent. You know what else gets us to a bowl game probably this year? Not turning the ball over? Well, yeah, but clock clock management. 
That will help out tremendously. Specifically in two games, not even counting Iowa, but Maryland, Wisconsin. Um, You are two blown assignments on running plays against Iowa from beating them. Both their long runs, blown, blown assignment. You're better punting away. You're probably, I don't know, five big time catches on on third down conversions away. I, th- there's a handful of things. I, to me, I think quarterback is just the easiest argument because you know they have the ball the most, and I totally agree with that. But I, I there's a, there's a lot of things that could have got us there too. That we're, you know we're one step here, one step there. Like it is what it is. Quarterback play has to be better. But everything else has to be better. I mean, I that this is my assignment for the week. I'm going to go through uh, the stats, and I the shitty thing about this is I have to hope that the stats are accurate. But I'm going to go through and compile a percentage of drops per passes. That doesn't even count throwaways, which you know Chuba had a handful against Iowa alone. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a pretty number, but I, you know, I think one thing that would help with the uh, guys that are possibly coming in this weekend is, let's say if once again you do get McCord and Fleming, you got guys who do have familiarity with each other mm-hmm. from from the Ohio State offense. Not granted, different offense, but familiarity with each other. I, I feel like that gives you that number one in the room where it still lets Malachi Coleman and your your uh, Jalen Lloyd and and your Doss and. Um, Demetrius Bell was one that I heard to be on the lookout for this upcoming season. Apparently bulked up to about a buck ninety-five, so that should be a player for you. But yeah, he came in at like what one fifty-five or some shit. Yeah, like that. he came in ridiculously small, but he's not a big guy. But I, I feel like if you get Fleming in that room, that it doesn't make you a uh, conference contender by any stretch of the imagination. But I feel like that's an instant upgrade in that room that gives you a guy that's been proven that that's actually played quite a few Division One snaps at the FBS level. I mean, yeah. To me, that's also it's not a must have, but it's a damn cherry on the top of the cake if they can get them. Yeah, no, totally agree. I mean, um, I don't know that they're a package deal. They appear no. to be right now. Um, I mean, one at the day after the other. It would definitely be nice to get uh, a nice package deal of those two. Yeah. But are you surprised that we are in the running for McCord with a couple of things? Um, a, all the faults that this program has had for the last several years. But B, the reporting that On3 did, um, I can't remember the kid's name, but he said McCord's camp said these are like two of the most important things for him. One, being developed into a NFL quarterback and not playing Ohio State. And truthfully, we don't really have history of developing quarterbacks as a university. And the step, like, I know this staff, specifically Matt Rule and Satterfield got, uh, I can't think of his name, Um, P.J. Walker to the NFL eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah, at uh, Temple. Um, They eventually got P.J. Walker to the NFL, but outside of that, pretty pretty glim. Um, I think that's the biggest surprise to me. And honestly, like I know we're the front runners according to all the reporting. That is where my hesitancy stands. Like, are they playing the game for more NL? I don't know. Like, honestly, I, I hope we do land them because it, like you said, it is an upgrade, but it, but it leaves me with so many questions. 
to be honest, it makes no fucking sense why Kyle McCord would want you to come to Nebraska. Um, just being completely honest with you, because as you said, he, he wants to be developed into an NFL quarterback. Well, that has been proven that Nebraska nor the staff can do that because it hasn't been done. doesn't mean it can't be done. It just means it hasn't been done thus far, um, at least on a consistent basis. Now, if you are coming to – I think he could play himself into an NFL contract. I don't think it will be a high one, but um, I feel like he's a guy that that instantly elevates a program to bowl eligibility. I, I feel like that's, that's fair to – yeah. Uh, put those expectations on him at this point. Um, but I, 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 it's something you brought up earlier that is a concern is still that young wide receiver room. How much better can they get this offseason? I'm not super worried about the offensive line. I know a lot of people have brought that up. But this staff has done a great job at finding weaknesses in the program and really hitting them hard. The defensive line in year one, offensive line was, was as you can tell, a big emphasis point in going into year two like significantly better in year one too by the way absolutely from start to finish like that's a completely different line so that's why i've got a little bit more faith that you can get a guy like mccord back there now i'm i guess i'm a little surprised that they haven't been a little bit heavier into the run running back market though it it just you've got a lot of injury back there and you've got a lot of guys coming off seasons not not full seasons Irvin, you know lost another season I, I gone. I'm surprised if Irvin comes back to play football. Like that hip injury is is nasty. Hips are hard to come back from, especially for such a young dude. Like that's that's tough. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Like if I'm at rule, like I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it. like there are positions to me that are far more important to a find a difference maker at and create depth at than quarterback. There really are like. I think you need more running backs, like you just said. I would, I would have rather gone like if, if I was Matt Rule, this is, this is would have been my priority for the transfer portal. It would have been experienced wide receiver. Would have been cornerback because you just lost a cornerback with experience. You're very young on the other side. Then it would have been probably linebacker because you don't have a lot of depth there. Then it would have been running back and left tackle. Like that, that's where I would have been. And I don't believe we have a, a committed running back in this class. So I probably would have put running back at one or two, actually. Yeah, Lacey's still floating out there between it. It seems to be uh, depending on the day, Ole Miss or Alabama. It seems would be where he's floating, which, um, you know, it, it sucks that you lose him. Uh, I think Radcliffe, the guy that was, uh, or the kid that was possibly committed to or looking at Utah looked like his visit was gone and then um i think dylan riley the boise state commit uh, you know pretty much said he's he's sticking with boise so i mean i feel like you've you've got to look uh transfer portal to really get bodies in that room in any stretch i mean you've got a, a lot of guys at the fcs level we'll see if any of them jump ship after the playoffs but you've got a lot of really productive guys at, at that level that i think could step in as well yeah for sure and you know the junior market Junior college market's still available too. Um, Running back's a position where I feel like you could find a lot more guys. It's not like the quarterback position or a, a, a left tackle where it's like uh, you kind of need a certain profile to play the position. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I feel like running back, you can find guys all over the place. And 
with their connections in Texas, hopefully that's something that they could do. Cause it's just, it, it wasn't concerning to me, but as this, you know, as off season started and you're really not getting any running back traction, that's, yeah, now it's kind of sitting as a, as a uh, little bit of a worry spot for me at this point, but a, a long time still, you know, you've still got signing this month and then into February. So yeah, a lot of shit can turn out until then, but um yeah, I'm excited for the week. Supposedly, um, at, at some point this week, you you may have some signings. Yeah, yeah, you should, in theory, have some commitments by the end of the week um, if, if you get them. I mean, I think whether or not it's us, and by all accounts, it, we are the favorite, I think you will know about McCord by the end of this week. Yeah, it seems like that's uh, the... The wait time for these quarterbacks is not long. It seems like once you you start getting things leaked, um, were you surprised Dylan Gabriel left Oklahoma and went to Oregon? No, not really. Uh, maybe am I surprised that he went to Oregon? Maybe Oregon over Mississippi State following Jeff Levy. Yeah, I just um, thought Oregon would have gone hard after a guy like Cam Ward. That, that was where I pictured Cam Ward fitting in well would be Oregon because that's a quarterback, a th- the type of quarterback they've they've thrived with in the last few years. Yeah. I think they're trying to get away from so much run game. Um, I think Dylan Gabriel is a lot closer to Bo Nix and what they want to do versus Cam Ward being closer to Marcus Mariota. That's fair. Cam Ward... So I love Cam Ward's athleticism. Um, were his turnovers, because obviously he's not coming to Nebraska, were, were Cam Ward's turnovers ever a uh, big concern point for you? It, it, the kid's got a cannon arm, and he's a tremendous quarterback, but the amount of turnovers really, especially after bringing a guy like Sims in, kind of. Yeah, really for sure. Knocked, that's, what, that's what knocked him down pretty much like third or fourth on my quarterback chart. Yeah. Because I've either gone and and uh, I've gone, you know, McCord one, Howard two, Ward three, Shapen obviously would have been my fourth guy, but I'm surprised Shapen went off board as quick as he did to Mississippi State. But Levy, uh, Levy could be cooking down there. Yeah, you know, I wasn't high on Shapen early, mm-hmm. but the more I watched him, I liked him. Uh, he doesn't and- blow you away on anything, but he's just a good quarterback i guess he's he's solid it, and here's why i this is gonna sound sacrilegious to some people but i kind of like shaping a little bit more than mccord in some areas he's more um, mobile he's he's, he's more specific, of an athlete too specifically that like he he can run he rather throw mm-hmm. but um he runs that read option really well and you know I get this is where some of some more of the question marks come in for me around McCord is like you have preached that you want the quarterback run game to be available and Kyle McCord ain't it in that category. Now Kyle McCord's not a fucking statue, don't get me wrong. Like he's, he can he's, maneuver the pocket, but he's he not can gonna, maneuver he, the pocket, but he's, he's not, not gonna, gonna go rattle off he's not he's not gonna go rattle you off a ten on a re- read option either. Um, so you're pretty much giving that up, it seems like, which I'm okay with, but it's just 
counterintuitive to everything that you've told us you wanted. And that that's just where I'm at. Like the the targets that they have made are what raises questions for me. It's not the fact that they're going after people, it's specifically who they're going after. No, you want to see them take big swings like they're doing. I guess I, I'm glad that you brought that up because if you do take away the quarterback game, quarterback run game, now you have a void in your offense. What are you going to replace that void with? Is it going to be more uh, running back run game? Is it going to be more you know involving the the wide receivers? Because you can't just leave that void there. It's been a big part of Nebraska's offense for the fault or, or you know benefit. What are you going to replace that with? Because otherwise, you've just got a pretty sizable void sitting there in that offense with no yeah answers. i mean when you're when your quarterback led the team in rushing that that's a huge question mark a, um it, i think you probably you know you get a little bit more steady run game from the running backs um, which means you're hoping the offensive line takes another leap but you're probably you know looking for more short intermediate passes that that turn up yards um hopefully this means, as the president of let's run more slants and drag routes, and that means that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah, I feel like that would be exactly what you get in the uh, almost an extension of the run game by hitting that five to eight yard passing game. But yeah, I'd love to see it. Nebraska hasn't done it for forever, but I don't know if they've had a quarterback accurate enough to do it. Hopefully, if uh, a guy like McCord's brought in, he would be the one to do it. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that that. That's what you're going to have to do. I mean, if you're going to sacrifice quarterback run, you got to find a way to get get efficient in that mid-range game. Absolutely. Well, uh, Drake, do you have anything else, my friend? No, I'm good, brother. This was a good I, one. I said I got nothing else either. Um, I'm going to go watch my Eagles play. We need Hopefully. the Eagles to dominate the Cowboys, keep them off the scoreboard as much as possible. Hopefully three, four picks. And I need DeAndre Swift not to have a big night. So, you know, Drake, I agree with all those points. Um, I guess it's all got to be on Jalen's shoulders tonight, but that's okay. Yeah, as well. I, who's behind DeAndre? He can have a big night. Kenneth Gainwell. Gainwell. Yeah. Gain, Gainwell can have a big night. I don't care Perfect. about Gainwell. Perfect. Um, I'm good with that then. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, Drake, thanks for joining me tonight, my man. Uh, we'll talk to everyone later and uh, go Eagles. Members of the congregation. Let's raise our Kool-Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red.